Hello and welcome to the Ramon Foster Show, starring the one, the only Ramon Foster. How are you, Ramon? I'm good, DK. How are you, man? I have no complaints whatsoever. If you're new to this program, he used to play for the Steelers for a long time. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. All I did the whole time was write about him and eat nachos in the press box. <laughs> that was it. That was nachos. it, man. Among other things. But, I mean, we're not here to talk about that. They want to talk football. We could do they, this all day if you want they to. They do, but one of these days we're going to get into a nacho breakdown. A lifestyle? It's like, a lifestyle conversation? Yeah, it's off-season. Like, nachos. What kind of nachos are appropriate? It was crazy. It'll probably have the most comments of anything we ever do. <laughs> That is so very much how this goes, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It really is. The mo- as it is, the most comments of anything that we do in season is always about the quarterback situation. Yeah. And there's now, Moan, I think it's safe to say, a quarterback situation. I don't think there was after Cincinnati. I don't think there was entering the game against the Patriots. Yeah. And your head coach is going to have to deal with it. Yes. He is. Uh, for a lot of different reasons, man. You go get a guy who's a former first-round draft pick. What was he, number two overall? Yeah. You sign him to a team-friendly deal, uh, friendly for him also. Enough coin to say, yeah, I get another shot in this world. But you also go draft a first-round quarterback, which seems like the offensive coordinator and head coach and offensive staff are in on. I mean, you don't make that situation easier by doing that. Like, I think everybody looked at, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Trubisky and kind of said to yourself, Bridge. I see Teddy Bridgewater. I see Terrell was uh, prior. I see that type of player coming into play. Tyrod Taylor is is, is a guy that I'm, that I'm thinking of. Um, but now we're in a situation where this fan base, us former players, uh, people like yourself, DK, aren't well with Pittsburgh being this type of way offensively simply because why you had a guy that was before him that took this team to the, to, to glory as far as winning, as far as sustainability. And you know, this also you have good enough skill guys where you expect more out of quarterback play to make plays. And we're simply not seeing that we're not seeing uh you know, guys getting the ball running 60 yards down the field when you are capable of doing those types of things. Chase Claypool is one of the best athletes, I think, in all of football, and we're not seeing him being uh, included in an offensive game plan. So you ask yourself, well, is the OC or is both quarterbacks or is the quarterback that's starting right now? And I think everybody in that stadium, as they chanted out, what was it this past weekend? I believe Kenny. it was Kenny. 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 And that becomes part of the story. Whether It does. You know, um, at at his press conference yesterday, Mike Tomlin was asked if he heard yeah. any of that. And his mm. response was, I didn't hear that. I've got a lot going on. Now, the funny thing is about this is coaches can be very selective as to what it is that they acknowledge hearing yeah. or not hearing from fans. Yeah. If the fans are super cheering and going nuts during Renegade or whatever, the head coach will say, that gave us a real boost. We really appreciated <laughs> hearing that from our fans. But when it's something like that, it's like, yeah, I was too busy. I didn't really pick up on that. And these Bose headphones, they have this noise cancellation and, you know, you don't hear a thing out there and whatever. He heard it. He absolutely heard it. Yeah, he heard it, man. Um, and I'll be honest with you, it'd be kind of hard not to hear it, okay? Anytime Kenny Pickett, walk, Kenny Pickett walks out there, you get an ovation, okay? He gets an ovation. And I think at this point, everybody's kind of saying to themselves, well, if not now, then when? And I'm not going to act like I know Coach Tomlin's plan when it comes down to this type of stuff. I don't. Neither do you, DK, or anybody else for that factor. But you also got to ask yourself, okay, when is enough enough? 
I know this is a short week this week against uh, the Browns on a Thursday night football weekend, but you still have to say to yourself, well, if we go in and we get down, do we see him then? Now, I know Miles Garrett is on the other side. I think they already ruled out uh, Jadavian Clowney. Um, This has to be a situation that I'll say this. You kind of got to walk. Uh, Kenny Pickett into this game. You don't want his first showing to be where he get knocked out by a, a safety by the name of Earl Thomas, right? You don't want that type of game for him. So you still got to walk him into it and, and make sure that he's prepared for all things that comes his way. Now, again, DK, you get an opportunity to see practice every once in a while, talk to the guys face to face. Simple questions like, hey, what was the split like at the quarterback reps? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if that continues to increase when it comes down to Ke- uh, to Kenny Pickett, then we might see him sooner than later. So I, I tweeted out, I'm I'm guilty of it at this point. I'm I'm, I'm on the Kenny train by asking for it because we're not seeing enough right now, and this has yeah. been a good sample size and the consistency of what Mitch Trubisky's uh, decision making has been, and it's been below the belt in my opinion. Yeah, this this week. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, in the short week, when you play a Thursday night game, you get one, count them, one yeah. practice. Yeah. And that that practice is coming today, and that's it. Yeah. And as a result, I don't think there's any sane human being who would say, yeah, put Kenny in down. It doesn't make oh. any sense. However, yeah. however, yeah. let's say things don't go well Thursday night in Cleveland. That's hardly a stretch when you're talking about this offense. Now you've got 10 days, not 10 days of practice, but 10 actual human days between Cleveland and who's next? The Jets. Jets. Okay. Yeah. You say to yourself, okay, it's a home game. It's the Jets. There's extra prep. We've now seen three games, which doesn't sound like a lot in terms of a fair sample size, but it's a pretty big chunk of your overall schedule when you just play 17 of them yeah and you say listen this is the way we're gonna go is it even feasible moan is he thinking about it it has to be like there is a secession plan be. in place and and then you also say to yourself well i pay him seven million dollars well i think that's still money well spent I legitimately do think it's still money well spent when it comes yeah. down to Mr. Biscay being the guy because you get these opportunities right now, DK, to say, all right, he did what we needed him to. He allowed Kenny Pickett to grow up a little bit more. Like, there's nothing wrong in saying that. And I hope, though, even in that situation, one, this fan base still has to be patient about him being at quarterback. It's NFL speed for uh, a Kenny Pickett. It's also, well, how, how much are we trusting what, what Canada is going to do to kind of set him up? Will it be slow and methodical as far as the game plan for a guy like that? Because my mindset is if he is the guy for the future, the franchise guy, you go pick him number 20 overall, then it's got to be a situation. You say, all right, here's the keys. We're going to unleash the entire playbook when it comes down to what you got going on at the quarterback position for years to go now. And the other component to this is, and this is the reason and the only reason, by the way, that I think you and I were in agreement on this, that Mitch Trubisky was the right choice to start the season, was that you do buy time yeah. for the offense as a whole. You buy time for Pickett yep. to be learning behind the scenes and learning on sidelines and experiencing the NFL stadium atmosphere and everything else, even if it's just standing there with a clipboard. Yeah, And you say, okay, 
the other component that was going to be vital to this, more than those, was going to be the offensive line. Well, we're seeing the offensive line, as Mike Tomlin also acknowledged yesterday, getting better week yeah. after week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it, it it lines up, DK. Again, I don't I can't sit here and say I'm definite Coach Tomlin is gonna do this. But if I was a betting man, I put a couple coins to say Mr. Trubisky, uh no no no, Kenny Pickett will, will probably mm-hmm. be the quarterback coming out of the bye. When we come back, pass rush. How does a team go from heroes to a literal zero when it comes to the pass rush? Seven sacks, one week, four interceptions, in large part forced by the pass rush to absolutely nothing the following week. Well, the answer to that is really simple. Oh, TJ. <laughs> TJ. I, I say this time and time. I did that in my uh, my great write-up, too, is rushing covers work hand-in-hand, hand, okay? And having the ability to get after the quarterback and forcing the quarterback in bad throwing positions did not happen at all, at all this past weekend, man. And you got to kind of say to yourself, well, where's this, where's the step up going to be? You know, and the thing about Cam is teams can find ways to double team him and and create more focus to slow him down. Uh, and I got to give it to their uh, their their young uh, guard, Cole Strange from the Patriots this past weekend. He did a good job. Young kid so out of UT Chattanooga. You know, a school we don't hear much of. That's where Terrell Owens, <laughs> that's his alumni. You know, uh, he's an alumnus up there. He did well. Um, if you're not creating enough rush up the middle, around the outside edge. And I can't say that Alex Highsmith isn't a guy that can get after the quarterback because he can, but he does a whole lot better when TJ's on the other side. Like Malik Reed, where where are we at as far as your rushing? How are we getting to the quarterback? You know, quarterback hurries and hits and stuff like that. It didn't line up this past weekend, DK, and that's not a good thing for this 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 defense moving forward because they haven't been able to control the run game the way we've seen them do in years past. They haven't been able to, you know, get those turnovers the way we saw them do in week one. You got one, but that was from Minka. Minka making the Minka type of play. Yeah. Or it's everybody I think, else's. I think, in fairness, on Minka's pick, it was Highsmith that got that, that he came Pressure. in. I don't know that it was related, so I see your point. But he yeah. did get there, and he did get a knockdown that wasn't flagged. So that leads me to believe that it would have been legal and real pressure on Mac yeah. Jones. Malik Reed, he'd kind of get there, yeah. And when one, he had a, a hard hit of his own that was registered as a QH. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't anywhere Man. near. <laughs> the same thing and and that has to change uh because as as happy and relieved as everyone is about tj not being out for the season he's still gonna be out probably until that bye week that you just referenced and that's a long long time and a lot of critical football let me ask you this moan you also saw these guys uh being interchanged it was some unusual usages who saw demarvin leal Lining up in TJ's spot, right? A bright spot. And again, I, I told you, I ended up going to that dinner with that group of young guys, man. Mark Robinson, mm-hmm. it was uh, DeMarvin Leal was there, and George Pickens. And they put me at that group of these young guys. It was like, man, they, they got it. And watching him, and he's a bigger body type of kid. And I say kid oh, yeah. because he's so young. You don't know what he don't know, man. But he's got a lot of spunk. He's got a lot of drive. He's got a lot of will. And we kind of witnessed that a little bit, man. It was a bright highlight to see him get incorporated into that. And it says a lot because 
that's Coach Dunbar, the defensive line coach, ain't a guy that's going to trout a young, a trot, a young defensive lineman out there. And he actually was effective in his role, too. So it's good. You just need more of that. And it's just like, well, this is the thing that I saw happening this past weekend. Uh, the Patriots have a big OL. They swallow you up. I saw a little bit of that on uh, Malik Reed's side. I saw a little bit of that when the linebackers were uh, freaking running up the middle, trying to get play, trying to make plays on the quarterback. I, and it could have been some holding calls. The way I saw them kind of grab our guys, I'm like, they're just getting outsized a little bit. And there's no detriment on them. But you look at freaking Trent Brown. He He's Flozell Adams type. I think he's like 6'8", yeah. 6'9". Six, six, uh, he's a monster. 370-something. Yeah, so they were all, by the way, I, I, there are two teams that play in these games. Yeah. And New England's O-line, which was being ripped apart in Boston after week well, one in Miami, they were actually, I thought they played well independent of what the Steelers had or didn't have. I thought they were just really solid. The guy that I want to ask you about, though, in this, in this scope here, Moan, is Mark Robinson, since you just referenced him as having been with you at that rookie dinner. Yeah. Wouldn't he be someone, especially after Devin Bush came down with the foot injury yeah. on Sunday, that you could see you put him in there when you have two inside linebackers and you yeah. aren't taking as much of a risk, and you also need to bring down Nick Chubb and Kareem yeah. Hunt, right? Chubb and yeah. Hunt, Chubb and Hunt, Chubb and Hunt. If you get him on the field and tell right. him, listen, you've got one mission, kid. He hasn't <laughs> even had a hat in the first two games. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't. This kid closes. He's like he's like for those of you who go way back with your Steelers, at least partially back, Kendrell Bell. Like he yeah. closes like like the rookie version of Kendrell Bell, like where you just go, boom, he's yeah. on it. I say disrespectfully because I know this guy would take this with disrespect regardless, but he's a more athletic Van, Vince Williams. Okay. That type of tenacity, as far as the fire he plays, what you see him, you're like, yeah, that kid's a damn football player. Okay, yeah. but then you realize he played running back, so he's got the speed to close. It's, it's a matter of getting his IQ up. I think it's probably going to be the biggest thing. But if you tell him, see, dog, get dog, one that thing, might be it. his yeah, role. One thing. That's yeah, it. That, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. It's one game. Yeah. It's a Thursday night. Devin's already banged up or whatever else here. Yeah. You've got Miles Jack and all the position of responsibilities and all that other stuff. And let, let Miles Jack handle it. But tell this kid, see that running back? Yeah. We don't care what else happens in this game. You don't let him beat us. Yeah. And, and what's what's so interesting about you uh, bringing up, you know, Devin, uh, Devin tweeted out something the other day. It was like, I've been new. I don't know what that means. Um, I don't know if he see himself getting demoted. I don't see if himself, you know, having an injury or something like that. Um, but if that is the case, then this expedites um, Mark Robinson's role with this team. So, again, short week, like you said, most teams are going to stay simple or just pull out one or two plays. That's, that's not necessarily in the game plan. I can see a kid like 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 Mark getting that opportunity, but I'm excited for what he can bring, man, because of his level of athleticism, too, and affinity to actually hit somebody. You can't win in the modern National Football League without some semblances of dynamism to your defense. The Steelers were overloaded in that regard in week one, and then they took a big step backward collectively, collectively. Mm -hmm. In week two, as Cam Hayward went out of his way to say, listen, if we stop their run, none of this other stuff happens. And they did. Yeah. They didn't. When we come back, the only segment that matters is Hey Moan. Yeah. 
Welcome back. The only segment that matters is the Hey Moan segment and is brought to you by the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where it's all about quality. Three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub, burger, salad, wrap, drink, and appetizer gets made with fresh ingredients and always tastes amazing. Order your favorites at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe it. Today's entry comes from Joe Abraham, who asks, Hey Moan, I'm just wondering... At what point and what do you think Mike Tomlin will have to see to figure that this Mitch Trubisky thing isn't working? And I've been thinking about that too, Moan. Like, what's the trigger point? What is the one where where he just goes, okay, that's it? Enough. Yeah. Um, I don't don't think there's necessarily a trigger point. You guys remember I told you, I think this was last week when we were speaking about Coach Tomlin is um, he's very transparent. You're going to know exactly where you stand. Those meetings that they had on on Monday morning uh, post game, I'm sure was loud. I'm sure was very direct. I'm sure it was very um, just open on what the expectations are. Um, Not necessarily saying I'm going to bench you, but having that conversation that if this doesn't happen, this, this and this, then there are consequences behind those types of actions. So. If it did happen, it'd just be one of those situations like, all right, y'all, we rolling with uh, Kenny. And it's just that simple. And most people in the room will be like, all right, cool. Let, let's roll. And it'd be probably a burst of excitement, probably be a burst of, well, uncertainty, simply because he's a rookie. We got to figure this out. But from my understanding, it seemed like a lot of guys around that building really enjoy what Kenny Pickett kind of brings to them. And it, it seems that way. And I'm not looking for a cheerleader, you know, type of, of saying, yeah, we're ready for it because there are going to be mistakes made by a young guy. But I think a lot of people feel better about this young guy than they do about the rehab guy at this point. You know, see, that's actually you're stealing my thunder here because I was going to jump oh, in. That's all right. It's the Ramon Foster show for a reason. <laughs> but I just I just want to throw in that. I have a feeling that this head coach will base that type of decision yeah. a lot less on something that he sees in Trubisky and a lot more than in something that he sees in Pickett maturing behind the scenes, maturing in practices, uh, convincing Mike Sullivan, Matt Canada, the people around him in the quarterback's room that he's, he's, he's continuing to assume knowledge and get better and smarter and that poise and that it can translate into stadiums on Sundays. Do you see what I'm saying here? And at the same time, looking at the offensive line and thinking, you know what? They're blocking now. Yep. I can put him out there without having him become a turkey leg. You know, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, it does. It's like guys find ways to rally in these types of situations. No, it doesn't have to be a negative. It, it doesn't, man. And um, and and me personally, I think Mitch would probably take it correctly. I, I really do, because I think he knew his role. I think he understood where he was as a pro at this point. I had a whole lot of hope for him just simply because I'm like, well, I'm rooting for my home team. I'm rooting for the Steelers and I don't want him to suck. But if there is an, you know, a, a, a situation in which a change can be made and it's the right change at the right time. Well, guess what we do? We make it. It's can't be a bad thing unless 
Kenny goes out there. And next thing you know, you guys are booing him because that's the one thing I found out about fans is they are fanatics, myself included. And as quick as we are championing a guy on, the quicker look, we'll say, hey, let's find another guy. I'm just hoping in this situation, though, that if they do make that change or when they make that change at this point, um, that Kenny takes this in stride and realize, look, this ain't just a regular fan base. This is one that wants to see winners. And honestly, they want to see him win. Yeah. Yeah. I, that That's where this is. And, and man, I think we've just seen the beginning of that. Yeah. Well, again, I'm not, look, I'm not sitting here. I'm sure there are people that are doing this going, man, it'd be really great if Mitch failed Thursday night in <laughs> Cleveland because then this and this would happen and it, we'll everything, everybody it. accelerate. <laughs> it's going to get there one way or another. You don't need them to lose to the Browns to to have it reach that point. They didn't draft Kenny Pickett in the first round so that he could just sit around. Exactly. Uh, this isn't the Packers with Aaron Rodgers, you know. So it, it's just a, it's a it's a different dynamic. Anyway, Moan, let's do it again tomorrow. One more before the big game. One more before DK. 